20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some quinine. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. What about my three-way? This is a new generation of swingers. Waves of it coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Hi everyone, welcome to Swinging Around, the sex positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Danny. And I'm Heidi. And this is episode 47. Welcome back. It's been a while since we recorded an episode. Yeah, exactly. We don't have, this episode is going to be kind of a catching up episode. We haven't recorded an episode in a little while. We put up, um, we put up re- rebroadcasts. It's of been our about, be- what, six weeks, I think, since we recorded yeah, an episode. We, our, we, the last episodes we put out, we put out two at the same time. Um, rebroadcasts um, of our interview with Behind Closed Doors, and, um, which was rebroadcast of episodes 18 and 19. We need to put both those up at the same time, um, and we'll we'll talk about that in a little in a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, un, un, unfortunately, it's very sad, but we'll talk about that. And so, yeah, it has been a little while. I, I, we haven't sat down and recorded it, like the whole summer. Whole summer kind of went by. I feel like, but yeah, the last time we recorded was mid July, and and then we needed a little bit of a break. Like we love podcasting, we love talking about our sex life, but to be honest with you, we had to balance swinging on a weekend or recording a podcast on a weekend a few different well, times. True. And sorry, but swinging's gonna swinging's gonna win out. That's true, and yeah, yeah, I I, I can't believe it's already September. The the middle of September, the summer, like everything's just going by very, very quick. Like and 2014. For, in for general. those of us in this area, like the the weather's been all weird. Like we had an extended spring; it never really got warm, so we never really had, and never truly, in my mind, felt like it got the summer in terms of temperature and the way you know the the way nature and outdoors felt. It was just mm-hmm. kind of felt like a, like, like a warm it, spring. It felt like what you'd think of as May all the way through all the way through all the way through August. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, and then it got cold, like, all of a sudden. Like, someone then, flipped a switch and decided, I okay, know. it's time for you to wear pants and sweatshirts now. We're done with the jeans. We're done with the sexy wear. No more cleavage. <sighs> no know. more bikinis. All done. Goodbye. Not that we had that much bikini weather anyway, as you were saying, but yeah. now it's gone. Yeah, it's weird. So, the the weather's been weird. So. i like, I hate to say it, but fall clothes, when you start to cover up a little bit more, that some there's just not the same. I mean, you can wear your tight little slinky skirts, and I mean there are some sexy fall and winter clothing out there, but it's it's not like summer where you're showing the the tanned bronze, glistening skin that's all sweaty and yeah, it's just not the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So here we are back mid mid September, and we are excited to be back and podcasting with you guys. Yeah, and we're so. we're gonna. Now that we've had our little break, we're going to try to keep to our schedule and release on every other Saturday like we were. Not to worry. We haven't gone anywhere. We're still here, and we're still your <laughs> Swinging Around podcast. I doubt anybody was really worried. but um, So let's, let's, let's go ahead and get into our lifestyle chat. So we can, so let's talk about um, Behind Closed Doors. Mm-hmm. Because, unfortunately, so we had rebroadcast the episodes that we did with their with the interview that we did with them and we didn't actually put that many details we just said in memorial of Derek and of behind closed doors and it's because unfortunately he passed away very suddenly and we don't need to go into all the details here in the podcast I don't think but it was it was sudden and tragic and sad mm-hmm that's pretty much what what we can say about it. Yeah, yeah, and so it's it's too bad because and so the way you know impacts listeners behind closed doors was one of the, was pretty much the only house party around here, and it's up in the air whether or not Amy will continue that or she's has a lot on you know she's she's got a lot to deal with. Yeah, she just lost her I husband. And they've got they've got a family to worry about and take care of, and obviously I, I think. Uh, the parties will be on the back burner for a while at a minimum, yeah, although it is a, it was a source of income as well. So, you yeah, know, the verdict's still out as to whether or not it will continue. We don't know if what's going to happen there. And so those of you who 
and made it to behind closed doors parties you know how fun they were and you know how great of a couple amy and derek and how and how fun they were and so i'd love to see another club pop up somebody else step in and and have some people over and throw something. I mean, we've talked about having people at our house and throwing some house parties, but we would never want to do it to the scale that they had it. I mean, they would have 30 to 50 couples at their house, and that's just way yeah, more we have than talked I about, would want to have at our we've, house. We've, we've, we've talked about doing that, doing doing smaller parties. Um, so we, maybe time to revisit those thoughts. But our our, our thoughts go out to, to Amy, Everyone Amy and her family and everybody involved. Mm-hmm. And... And if you haven't listened to those couple episodes, they're good episodes. They're they're fun. And Derek and Amy are a swinging couple. They're uh, exciting, energetic, and yeah, it yeah. Was, it's it was a it's really a loss all around. A good father, good husband, great. You know, a, a fun swinger, fun person to be around, and so it was a tragedy all around. Good and, lover as well. <laughs> and um, so we just hope everybody's thoughts can be with them for a little bit and it's 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 definitely something it's it's interesting because it's it's definitely something that's going to impact the swinging community around here because they were it was a house party and it was put on by them and it was at their house and it's and so it's it's other hotel parties if something were to happen at a to the host of a hotel party hotel parties could keep going and Mm -hmm. and you know it's and so that's what really sort of makes it up and we've heard that a lot of you listeners have gone to their their parties and have traveled to to try out their parties so uh, it, it's definitely going to create a void, at least in the short term. Yeah, for it's, that type it's a of void atmosphere. in the swinging community around here in terms of in terms of a house party that's like that was like that at that sort of a scale and mm-hmm. and um so we, we we can go ahead and move on from there. If you haven't listened to the episodes yet, give them a listen. Episodes eighteen and nineteen, and we just rebroadcast them, re rebroadcasted rebroadcasted them just before this episode, so you should be able to find them very easy. Give them a listen, and again, our our thoughts go to them and their family and and the the hard times that are going to be from from here on out because it's not going to it's it's never easy to lose somebody especially your husband or your father mm-hmm. or your son um so all of the above so let's move on to some lighter fare we our last episode that we recorded was of was date night date night swinger date night mm-hmm. and so we spent a lot of time discussing where it would be a fun place to go for for a first finger date and yep. where our... we have some great listener feedback about that too that we'll we'll share in a bit yeah so we we had talked about that we were going to a concert and meeting up there and, and it ended up we had a really fun time we met up with a few different couples that night and yeah we all there's about hung, four couples that we, we all hung, we all hung out, out. To, together throughout the throughout the concert some of us had known each other before we were friends there was friends but there was also new new first first time meetups and it was it it was fun so i would i would going back to the you know um sort of picking up where that episode left off for a minute i would definitely recommend a concert as a fun place to meet uh, to, to meet up with a couple yeah and i'm gonna give it some context we were at an outdoor venue and we got there a little bit early and uh at this particular place they allow you to do some tailgating in the parking lot so we had an opportunity to mix and mingle have a few drinks before going into the venue so we didn't have to spend a fortune on eight and ten dollar beers once we got in there so we had an opportunity to get get a little bit of a buzz get some flirting on some socialization and then uh because it was an outdoor venue, there were there's a pavilion where there's seating, and then the outdoor piece of it it's actually on a at a ski lodge, so um, the seating's on a hill, like a giant hill, mm-hmm. surrounding like like an amphitheater essentially. So all the couples we could gather around on the grass and sit together on a blanket, and that really gave us an opportunity before the concert and in between the different bands that were playing to interact with each other in a a public setting but also it was still like private enough that we could chit chat about whatever we wanted to yeah. talk about and, and just have a good time like an indoor concert venue could still be fun but you have the logistics of trying to get seats next to each other so this was nice that we didn't yeah. have to worry about seating that so is that's that's you know, kind of the caveat i hadn't thought about that yeah a, a concert a concert with assigned seating is you'd have to you'd have to plan, you'd have to plan you'd have ahead, to plan ahead. And you'd have to probably this, want to know the other couple that you're going with and so buy tickets together but this, this worked out that we could meet up then go into the concert together sit together have fun and everybody pretty much stands during the concert so we stood and we could we could dance with one another we could kind of swap back and forth during the concert which 
throws the crowd around you for a real loop. Let me tell you that. When they see that, <laughs> we had we had a few comments from from the uh, nearby crowd, like, "What's going on over there?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting. We and it was because we were because none of us were there with our children or families or anything. We were there sort of with other swinger friends we and we weren't really like we, concerned about we, running into people we knew at the ex- concert that yeah, we were exactly. at too. so so you know cross couple flirting was was mm-hmm. we we were much less worried about public pda yeah. i guess and yeah so... i mean at one point i was kissing a guy that wasn't you and the guy next to me put his fingers up my skirt and this drunk lady walks by and goes just so you know his hands in her vagina <laughs> We all just cracked up laughing because she didn't know that my man was actually off somewhere else. Yeah, I wasn't even there for that. I wasn't <laughs> like, even around then. She was saying it to the the guy I was kissing, thinking it, you know we were together, but we weren't. Yeah, yeah, and so so it was. We definitely recommend concerts if if you can make it work and get seating, or if you happen to have a venue like this where there's there is a pavilion where there's assigned seating, but then there's a hum a large area where mm-hmm. it's just general admission and you can yeah. kind of stand around and so yeah yeah i definitely recommend it yep we had an opportunity afterwards to go back to the hotel room and have some fun it was yeah that was that was fun we went back to the hotel room with one of the couples and and had a nice play session but what was interesting is first first are always new things are always exceptionally like interesting or they are or memorable or you'll remember them i know that there was a couple of new things that happened for us that night we you experienced your first play with a cock ring or like a pierced of, cock a pierced yeah, yeah not pierced a cock, cock ring a pierced pierced uh, frenulum so it was on the underside yeah i think that's the prince albert i think that's what it's called i think you're right right yeah. so i didn't really get a and... great look at the penis but so what was it, <laughs> it was it the the piercing going through the hole yeah that was the kind the piercing that was going through the hole yep and then yeah and i didn't know i didn't i didn't know it was pierced and I'd pull them out, and there it is. And I was like, whoa, there you are. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a stainless steel type uh, um, I don't know, ring, I guess. Not an earring, mm-hmm. but stainless steel jewelry. And, uh, you know, it's that kind of thing is fun and soft. Uh, like, it, the way it's so smooth, it's fun to, like, rub your tongue against. But when I was actually giving the blowjob, it made the penis that much longer. And so it would catch me off guard because every now and then it would hit the back of my throat when i was taking him deeper and like it, it took me by surprise because you, you know it's like a different feeling than than the feeling of skin to have the steel in the back of your throat so it, it definitely took some getting used to it didn't enhance anything in the blowjob for me and i didn't end up we didn't full swap that particular night, yeah, we didn't so, full swap that night. so i didn't get to experience it inside but from the blowjob perspective it took some getting used to and my well, preference would be that they didn't have it for a blowjob. So. Well, the, oh, okay, so that's interesting. So I actually didn't know that that your preference would be to not have it. It I wasn't thought, that big. Of I a thought deal, you were just indifferent. So yeah, well, I mean, just because like it feels different, like going in, into the it's, back it's, of the it's throat. It's different and interesting, I guess, because yeah. right, because it's it's new. But you, if 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 you had your well, part of it too is like it. He'd hit the back of the throat a little bit faster than like the penis head would, just because mm-hmm. it's sticking out. But I mean, we're talking. You know, half a centimeter. Yeah. It's not... So, you, so you'd prefer not to have it though, for a blowjob. Yeah. So the other... but if it's that, like I like I didn't have sex with it. The, I mean, the if the pro... sex was better, then I might be willing to to take the trade off. This is a question maybe some listeners can answer because I feel like we wouldn't we wouldn't want to full swap or with a with a with a uh, pierced with with a uh, somebody who was pierced who had their penis pierced because we don't we don't bear back so how would that stand up against the condom is would a condom like when i'm maybe, maybe you could answer my, it my original thought before having seen one that it that it would make the condom more likely to break but now that i think about it and i think about like the where it was and you know the reservoir tip and a condom and things i actually don't think it would be a big deal i think it'd be fine so you it you you think it'd be okay taking mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't really yeah be a and I mean we know this couple were were full swap people with condom and they never had any, like they never voiced any issues or concerns with it and and they've never mentioned it and I feel like they would have so no I I think it would be fine that's true I guess I mean and the 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 fitting is smooth it's not like you know you if you were wearing like a pointy pointy piece of jewelry or something then maybe it'd be different but it was, yeah you know smooth piece yeah so so if any listeners out there 
have have a have a pierced cock or if they know anybody who does and they, they like and they let you know how it goes because we actually don't we haven't talked to this couple about full swapping and so we don't they but they never mentioned it i assume if you had i feel like that's something that yeah if you had problems with it and you were full and, swap and people you you'd you take were, it out yeah, yeah if you knew because um i mean they were they were not bareback people they were you know yeah yeah and so there was it was up in the air whether or not there was going to be full swap that night but it just due to certain circumstances we didn't but mm-hmm. they everybody thought that it might happen or it might go down and so i feel like if you have a problem with like if if you have a problem with mm-hmm. your cock ring or your pierced ring breaking condoms and you were going to go swinging it and you're not a bareback couple, then you would probably not wear it. Exactly. So, so by, yeah, but it, it'd be interesting. And so anybody, if you, if anybody has any info, let us know. And so the other first that happened, which is a, a lot of couples out there are, are, are like, Oh, a big deal. But as everybody out there knows though, the first is always sort of a bigger deal. They're, yeah, it's just notable. I it's, would say it's notable. It's, so it's notable. We have we always try to keep the the cum to ourselves when we when when we play. The cum mm-hmm. sticks with you. The keep cum. it within the condom. Keep it preferably within me or on me. Yeah. Just because I mean you're a you're a fertile strapping man, and we want to <laughs> have you know full accountability for all of your swimmers all the time. So, but um, that night I ended up I was playing with the with the spouse to the person you were playing with the and, female yeah the female <laughs> it's just funny when you say spouse it's nondescript yeah yeah that's true so and then it ended up just being where she it, we were in a scenario and i just ended up coming on her tits and mm-hmm. that was and it happened you know it, and I, I feel like typically in swinging or at least with the couples that we've been with i shouldn't generalize to all of swinging but with the couples that we've been with they've also kept the come to themselves for yes, the most part too i like agree they, and, I agree, and, and so we I'm happy with that. I I'm not really into getting everyone else's come all over me. Although you it's have messy. Ex- you have expressed like that. It's a fa- like that's a it's a fantasy too to have. Well, it's it something happen. that I've watched in in porn, but I like but I in, definitely in, I don't want bukkake. That's for sure. Yeah, you don't want a lot. Of, you don't want to be smothered in it. But like <laughs> no, but we have oh, talked about like, the, that. You think like there's been times where you're like, oh, that would be hot, but then. It could but be. It's. I think it's more like hot in my to, head yeah, than anything. To. So, but I. Th- I thought it was fun, and it was just. It wasn't planned, and it, I could tell that that's what she wanted too. Like yeah, she was even. She like, wanted urging it. You on. It wasn't planned, and, and it was fun, and we hadn't talked about it because usually we try to. That was a scenario where afterwards we had to sort of have a little conversation. Like, was that was like was that a problem? Was that fine? Well, just beforehand, you looked at me and you're like, "I'm going to come," but it was more of an announcement than anything. <laughs> yeah. I kind of giggled yeah. in my head, like, he's but, gonna come. But I can't say, like, it was definitely hot, and I enjoyed it, and it's, I, like, seeing my cum on another woman, on another woman's tits is, is hot, and then, then we, then we, it's the first time I've ever, I've had to have the awkward, like, at, like, just in general, even when you're with your spouse, when you come on them, somebody's gotta go get a rag, mm-hmm. and, and so then I had Yeah, to... and you have this bad habit of getting the towel, wiping yourself off first, and then handing it to me, and then I have this, like, half jizzed upon towel to then wipe myself on. <laughs> I hope that's not what you did to her. I hope you, like, got her her own towel yeah, and were, like, her... the gentleman about it, she... but... Yeah. Because, like, with me, half the time, it's a sock. When I jizzify somebody, I am then a gentleman. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> so... Not to me, you're not. So, yeah, that was, that was hot. The only thing that's i i enjoyed that and so then then we actually swapped back to our own partners and then we fucked each other so we yeah we you, actually, you had, actually had to go to round two the other guy hadn't finished yet yeah, he so had. he just went back to his his, his wife yeah. and, and so banged her what's what's interesting bang, though bang, is like bangity bang. i haven't had to deal with this this hasn't come up but like he freshly like she didn't like take a shower she just like wiped herself off like i wonder if like it would kind of be like oh i don't really want to get my face close to her chest that much or like like with i don't think i if it, it, it no, wouldn't be an issue like you've never had a problem with like i'm blowing a guy and then we come up and we kiss or like you kiss me after eating a girl out like, yeah but, i feel like that's not really that much no different. but the thought did cross my mind i mean like if you were to if i was to get squirted by a by a by a woman and then just toweled it off you'd probably but then we were kissing you'd probably think like in the moment i'd probably be okay but later at night it would gross me out because pretty much every time after we swing when we're on the way home or wherever when we go for a kiss like to 
kiss before bed, I am always like, oh, you taste like other women or oh, you taste different. Like your mouth just like has a different flavor to it and you you tend to smell a little different too, like female perfume or just other person. So I I definitely would want you to shower after the fact, like later on in the evening. But when you're in the heat of the moment, I don't think I like it's just pheromones and sex smell and yeah. all that. Like, yeah, but I... I and and I agree, but I just hadn't really thought and about if you that still, much. Like, because... drip, if you're still dripping, I most <laughs> definitely would be to, like, but, like um, oh, you got to wipe off. But if you're if you gave the appearance of being dry, I think I'd be fine with it. But no, it was it was it was hot scenario. Haven't it was my first experience coming on somebody else and and in the swinging lifestyle, and it was um it it was fun. So is that of... something you look forward to doing again? I don't really no, not really. But like if it happens, it happens. If it happens, but it happens. Not, like if it happens, you know, if it's like yeah. if, if we if it happened, it happened. But it was it was fun that then and there. So that was those were our first. Those were our new first. Recent first. Yeah. Recent first. So then, moving on to a little bit more lifestyle chat. We've mentioned before that before we get to because we have we have emails and some voicemails we actually want to listen to. Mm-hmm. And talk about and discuss some some interesting comments and and stuff. But before that, I wanted to mention because we brought it up in the past is the movie, the movie Nymphomaniac. We've we've talked about it. I think we even played the trailer a few months ago, and it's been on my radar for a long for a while just because the the director is known for making provocative and risky movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lars von Trier. He he's made he's he's a Indie. Yeah, we we talked about the posters. Yeah. He's for an this, indie filmmaker, and... where it's the the posters were really controversial when they first came out because they show there are a lot of famous people in it, and well, maybe not a lot. There's a few. Yeah, there's well, and, there's a decent amount. And, Shia and LaBeouf's the... in it. Christian Slater, Uma Thurman, Connie Nielsen. Okay, I guess that's worth saying. Stellan Skarsgård. So the posters show their O faces, with the exception of. Um, Shia LaBeouf, who's just smoking a cigarette. But yeah. I remember when those came out, there was a lot of controversy about the essentially content of the poster. So, the, which I didn't think they were that big of a deal, but I could see how yeah, people could. I could see they're they're a little bit the context of it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a little risky and 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 risky or ris- risque, risque, and probably not, and they're not appropriate for children, probably. But the reason I'm bringing this up again is because we haven't had to, we haven't had a chance to watch the film yet. Because we want once when we do, we're going to review it on the show. Mm-hmm. But and it's a film. I mean, it's long. It's long. So it just came out though. It was originally so long that they cut it into two parts, volume one and volume two. Mm-hmm. And now, when you went to see, it was in select theaters. Do you know if you had to pay like? Did you if you paid for one ticket? Did you get to see both parts, or did you have to? I think they released like, them twice. Both? I think they released. I don't remember exactly how they released it. I think they, they released were separate, it. right? Like you, volume yeah. one, it was, and then a little. It was well, a limited release, anyways. Too, yeah. It didn't play all. It, right. It, it would only play in in. Yeah, like the artsy parts more more theaters. art more art house theaters and theaters that would show limited release movies that don't get a wide release. Yeah, and especially nudity. I don't know about anything around here. I I would presume Michigan theater probably, would show it. Did it show it? Uh. I don't know. I could, we could you you could probably look that up while I keep talking here. But um, the reason we're bringing it up is if, is for a few reasons. First, is that volumes one and two are avail- are available on Netflix now, so it's easy to watch. It's easy to watch and it's free if you've already subscribed to um, Netflix Video on Demand, so you can stream Netflix. So that's one way to view it. And mm-hmm. the other reason that I'm bringing it up is because it's it's been announced that. They're coming out this October, so next month is the director's cut, which is much longer because it's already a long. It's already a long movie. It's parts one, and parts two are over three and a half hours when you put them together. Mm-hmm. But they're releasing a director's cut that is going to be over five and a half hours long. So that's definitely a two, like a two sitting viewing. I'm not sitting down for a five and a half hour movie. Yeah, even two sittings. I mean, that's two and a half hours each. So even two sittings is a long. But it's the a long sitting each. So the director's cut is much more explicit. The movie was already incredibly. Um, it's my understanding we haven't watched the. Yeah, I mean it wasn't uncut. even rated R. It was. It wasn't an NC seventeen to start. Yeah, it was NC seventeen to begin with, and they've released a teaser for the a not safe for work teaser for the director's cut, and it is. 
Definitely not. It's essentially safe for work. just a. Th- it's a thirty-second teaser for the film, but it's essentially twenty-three seconds. Twenty-three seconds, but and it's essentially just uh, porn. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I so mean, in par- the twenty-three seconds, we saw a scene from a DP. We saw fisting. I think we saw anal. Yeah, we and, saw a girl sucking on the biggest clit I'd ever seen. And what else did and, we see? And not blood. Like, I not saw like blood. Not like you typically see in an R-rated movie. This is we actually saw the double penetration. You from? Oh a, yeah, you you, see it P. was. Hardcore. You can like, see P and think... the P and G and A. So, <laughs> I mean, I think the opening shot after you see the title sequence is a um, a zoom in like close up shot of a cock. Yeah. Well, uh, which it makes me happy because is, usually porns focus on the on the vagina and you which don't is, see cock. Well, there was a lot of cock. Yeah. And so, ladies, lots of cock. So we're. I'm actually looking. I'm kind of glad that we haven't watched the movie yet because I'm looking forward to watching the more explicit what the director's vision truly was version of this film. Plus it doesn't hurt that we're going to see a lot more nudity mm-hmm. and sex. So yep. that is going to, which come... means we'll probably be having nudity and sex during the nudity and sex. Yeah. Although it's my <laughs> understanding that it isn't, yeah, it isn't the, it's, it's, it will be not t- the most erotic. It'll be titillating. Oh, we saw a snowball and a girl spitting out cum all in 23 seconds or less yeah and and this is this is not a porn this is a legitimate mainstream film yeah no done except this guy i mean if you've seen anything else that that this particular director has done it never leaves you feeling happy so no no i don't anticipate that this is going to make me feel happy about having sex as you were like you were saying the tone of it is probably going to be creepy and make you possibly feel a little bit slimeball-y. I'm guessing. Haven't seen it, but yeah, still probably... I'm thinking about the movie Antichrist, and if any of you have seen that, holy shitballs. Still still probably going to get me going, though. I bet there's still, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, probably, yeah. yeah. So... And if you haven't seen Antichrist, and you like, if you like, um, thought-provoking, creepy movies, well, if I've, I've recommend followed, it. I've followed Lars von Trier ever since college we're taking film classes and he's just a provocative filmmaker he he creates movies mm-hmm. that are a little bit outside the mainstream and they get limited releases but he's he actually made the um news a, a couple years ago about i forget the controversy but he was um a persona non grata at Cannes film festival like he, he he got kicked out i can't remember why but um, I guess that's irrelevant to what we're talking about, but he's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a mainstream movie. I mean, it has the actors. I mean, yeah, it has mainstream you, actors. It has the actor who's in. But it's all good, also going to be who's in a, artsy, we know, too. So. You know, where the, these actors have been in the Avengers movies and Captain America and yeah. the Transformers movies. And so it it's always interesting to. But actors like to have. Yeah, exactly. So different projects. So if, so. so if you have Netflix, you can check out volumes one and volumes two right now. Nymphomaniac. In their, in their, um, in their cut form, I guess. Although can you call a three and a half hour a movie that's already three and a half hours? It's not, it's, yeah. it's, uh, not short, but in then... my everyday life, I prefer it cut, but for this movie, we'll go uncut. <laughs> yeah. And so the uncut version will be hitting theaters, limited release theaters next month and video on demand although the outlets that i read the story from didn't say what video on demand you'd be where you'd be able to get the director's cut but i'm sure we'll um you'll be you'll be able to find it so, so let's move on to some listener voicemail and email all right let's do it okay so our first email comes from a longtime listener we've had some correspondence with them before so i'm just gonna sit down and read it and they say First of all, a couple of late additions to your topic about swinger date locations. Here in the Milwaukee area, and I know down in Chicago, there are are several burlesque troupes who do shows. You get the titillation of strip clubs, but definitely not as noisy and uh, usually more artistic. Also in Milwaukee is a ping pong bar. Run a table for an hour or two, have drinks and play ping pong. We haven't done either of these for dates yet, but if we need an idea, these will be tried. I think those both sound like great ideas. Yeah. Ping pong, I'm a little less certain about as a as a good date option for a <laughs> swinging couple, but the burlesque show would definitely be a lot of fun. Burlesque show, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we, pong, we've been to one. They're fun. I, 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 I'm a huge fan of ping pong, but um, I don't know how well that would be for a first date, I guess. I mean, I guess I'm... Cause, I've never even played doubles ping pong. I've always, you know, ping pong, you don't really play. Well, you don't even really play doubles ping pong. Um, You can play doubles ping pong. I don't. 
There's and, definitely doubles ping pong. Yes, you can play. Well, you can, pong. but I don't know. I feel like I've never. It, played I it. think ping pong could be an opportunity just for a lot of laughing and joking. Well, and, if you and tomfoolery and just a lot of sucking it up, like at it, ping yeah, pong, you I know. Mean, it, so I could definitely see it being. It fun. could definitely be fun for sure. So, so the email goes on. There's actually more. They have a question. Keep going. We signed up to go to a hotel Halloween party in the area for November first. Even got the last room at the hotel. But we just had a scheduled play session, sidetracked by the wife's period. Insert your favorite euphemism here. It came a couple of days early. Projecting out, she thinks that the event will happen again when she's on it. The I think I read that weird, but anyway, they think she's going to be on her period at the Halloween event. Mm-hmm. Should we still go, even though we won't be able to swap with any of the couples there? Have you experienced this situation? Just wondering, what would Heidi and Danny do? Well, Thanks and stay sexy and swing in. Well, I would for sure say go. Go to the party. Because now, I'm going to play devil's advocate, but go ahead and you I was going to say, Halloween parties are just, hotel parties in general are just insanely fun. If that's your scene. I mean, for some people, dancing in the bigger crowd is not your scene. But if you, if it is, don't skip it just because you won't, just because you won't be able to play. The atmosphere is as, as, as. If you, as those who've been to hotel parties know, the atmosphere is hot and sexy, regardless of if you actually play with another couple or not. Mm-hmm. So I'll play devil's advocate because there are some couples out there who would be so disappointed and say, it's not worth my time and money to go if I'm not going to be able to full swap. And if you're one of those couples, then cancel. But I don't think there's a, I think most couples aren't that kind of couple, but there are some out there and we've talked to some that have said, sorry, we're not going to play unless we full swap because that's what, that's what we get the most fun out of. So if you're like that and that's really where you take your pleasure and where you get your fun, not so much the party, then don't go. But like for us, we love the atmosphere. We love the party. And you know what? Even being on your period, you can go to the after party. You can be in the room full of sex. You can, you can blow your man for a little while in the room the sexy atmosphere yeah and then go back to your hotel room and bang each other's brains out because hopefully you'll still have sex with the ant flow around and that's the the other thing too is that being in your period doesn't negate well depending on a person's rules but just Mm -hmm. in terms of physiology it doesn't negate anything it doesn't negate dancing i don't know sexy play it doesn't yes it, it doesn't negate doesn't you don't necessarily whatever you decide to do or not do is is on your is just due to your own whatever you feel comfortable now, with. us personally i don't want you to be having sex with another woman while she's on her period well i agree i but, don't want to take that fluid bonding chance but i don't all i'm saying is that there's couples out there who would though and yeah, but you got to try to find that and yeah. that would be hard but yeah but at least go dance you can dance with other couples but you I can guess, play with other couples well, and then I just go back to your i room didn't quite finish night. my thought i wasn't a like what i was getting more at is that you don't have we've we've been on uh play dates where either actually we haven't been when you've been on your period but we have been when the other mm-hmm. person's on their period yeah and we've planned around my period pretty well or it hasn't been an issue and you can just you can if you're comfortable with it or if it's within your rules or or if it's what you like to do you can still just full swap with the couple Mm-hmm. Or, or you, you can soft swap. You soft can still, swap for a while, then go to separate beds and and do your thing. If yeah. it's light enough where you don't think you'll you know make a mess, and if it's heavy enough and well, the other couple doesn't maybe, care, or maybe you don't even maybe decide, the other couple leaves. Maybe you don't even have sex at all. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just oral sex all around. And I know, but I recognize that that's more of a the woman could feel left out because she's going to be doing pretty much all of the. You know, she's going to be blowing either her her man and or the other man mm-hmm. or or whatnot. And she's not going to get any genital play. If you play. recall, the last session, play session we had after the concert, the woman was on her period. Well, yeah. We, that, we so, didn't full swap. So that, so but yeah. But they still swapped. We, we, they, we, we danced around it earlier why we didn't. Yeah. So the whole scenario where with, with the pierced penis, that was all due to she happened to be on her period. And so... And they, he hadn't had a vasectomy. We thought he had. Yeah. So for those of you who there so, are a number of reasons. So backing but... up to our story, I guess we you you weren't on birth control at the time, and so we had a rule that we only wanted to play with men who had vasectomies or full swap with men who had vasectomies. We just didn't want to take that risk, even though. Yeah, even with condom. E- even with a condom, it's probably yeah, we wanted you know, double you, protection. You recognize it's probably fine with a condom, but we didn't. You know that would 
that's just not a scenario we wanted to put ourselves in with you not having our birth control all the time. So then, and she was on her period, and so that's why we that's why we played in yeah. this. And I session. just wanted to make the point that you can play with period. You know, if yeah, if it doesn't. On period, it doesn't. So. I would. I would for sure want to go to the party, especially if it's only a chance that it's going to happen too. If you're not quite sure, like, oh, if it comes early, then it's that weekend. Well, but, you know, that's like almost kind of worse though. Well, I don't think so. You either. Well. I mean, if it doesn't come, then that's great. But if it does, what the the reason I say it's almost kind of worse is because if you hold out hope that oh, like if you're a full, let's say you're a full swap couple and you're full hope, flop, <laughs> full swap couple and you're hoping to full swap at this party, and you know all the days leading up to it, you're looking forward to it. Oh, we might this might happen, full swap, it'll be fun, and then the period comes, it'll be disappointing. If you knew ahead of time I think you always have to temper your expectations and like not if, expect anything anyway. Like well, maybe, you maybe should never have, expect maybe to they go have to a, friends already. I mean maybe, but I guess I don't think you should ever expect to do anything at a party. No, that's you know, not like, true. Maybe you have friends. Nice maybe you've lined have... it up. Maybe you've lined it up, though. Even then, nothing's ever a sure deal. Right. Well, then, and then... I don't think you should ever have, like, the 100%, yep, we're going to full swap tonight yeah, attitude. I, I, I don't think you should. If you have a couple and you've both said, hey, like, maybe you've been, like, like, if it's, you, you could for sure have the scenario where you're, like, know that you're going to meet up with a couple and we are all going to fuck tonight. Like, but stuff happens, I guess. I don't want to get off topic. And, and, and no, it's still on topic because because it's all it's almost worse. I was just saying that it's almost worse if you if you know that she's going to be on her period. You're like like if the woman is like she's like clockwork. You know the dates. You know I have my period for four days, five days, whatever it is, and you know the clockwork. Then you know ahead. Then you can know ahead of time. Yep, I'm going to be on my period. It is what it is. We're going to have a fun time together. And we're going to have a fun time, just you and I, or... I guess for you, it's all just about getting your mindset, like, whether or not you're going to be able to swap or not. And in my head, I always try not to set myself up for that kind of disappointment. But you're just different. Like, we think differently, so... Yeah, having having some hope and then having it pulled away from you is kind of annoying, or you know, versus I know, I know pretty far out, hey, yeah, this I, is... Either way, the bottom line, though, is... Go to the party. Have yeah, fun. don't miss out on the fun. Halloween parties are the funnest yep, parties. Yeah, because then you gotta year. wait a whole another year. I mean, everybody's dressed. Everyone up. says Everybody... Halloween is swinger Christmas. Like it's yeah. the funnest time. Everybody's dressed up. The hottest costumes. You get to see what everybody's. It's there's nothing like seeing a costume party with swingers because swingers come up with the most interesting costumes. They have the funnest costumes. It's and the sexiest, sexiest yeah. costumes for sure. So yeah, go. So we would go. We would go. So our next email um, says, we listened to your last podcast and you mentioned if we have any possible swinger date locations or activities, email you. And then they say, this is something that happens more often as you think. We are masseurs. We do sexy massages. And as you might know, many of our clients are in the lifestyle. One request that we get all the time is when new couples who have been sexting or are sexually charged and flirtatiously emailing one another, they end up asking us to meet up with the couple, both couples, in an upscale hotel bar. Afterwards, we demonstrate and massage the couples at their hotel room. When we meet them in the bar, we act as the icebreaker. We talk a lot about our techniques, our sensual massages, build-ups, and lead into sexual activities. We ask if they've ever received a sensual Esalon massage, that's the kind of massage they do. And of course, I'm dressed very sexy and revealing in a little bit somewhat covered up attire. After several minutes, everyone is comfortable and talking and all looking forward to receiving and learning massage techniques. During the sensual massages, of course, they act as a foreplay to the couple's fun. Afterwards, our couples can't wait to ravish one another and we rarely ever finish our massage sessions. In a sense, we like to think we seal the deal, pun intended. So that's pretty hot. Yeah. That's that's a hot scenario all around. So if you're a couple and you live in, in this area, this couple have, who does the massages happens to live in, in uh, California, think about it. You're meeting up with another couple at a bar, and then you meet up with a third couple, and that third couple is there simply to show you guys how to massage one another. And so then they're all sexy, and here you are naked massaging your other couple, and then bam, of course sex is going to happen. That's a hot scenario. I don't know if I would do it for a first date, but for a date in general, that that's pretty hot. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That is that is 
really hot. So thank you for that email because I don't think we had, we had even considered that, which is mm-hmm. I guess why I the never email thought didn't. of it. Yeah. So got another uh, listener email that says. We recently found your podcast and wanted to say it's great. We enjoy listening to you. Have a normal conversation between the two of you about sexual things. My wife and I really want to other want to watch others and be watched. Is soft swap swinging the best way to go about it? Thanks for the great podcast. So, for us, the term soft swap in our area and and our experience with the term soft swap has meant. Um, Switching partners for oral sex. Yeah, oral sex is on the table. Yeah. So... Okay, well, that's not... Well, there's more that goes... For us, soft swap includes oral sex, kissing, mm-hmm. kissing the other partner, touching, everything, essentially... Everything, any, yeah, anything, dry humping, any any kind of sexual, sensual, not sexual, sensual contact well, yeah, that's sexual not sensual. direct intercourse, not, P and G or that's P not, and A. That's not penetration yeah. in... in the genital, or you know, yep. in yeah, uh, so I suppose you could say women always soft swap unless they're like scissoring, perhaps, well, or using true. a dildo. But so, so for us, that's that's what soft swap has always meant to us. So, if you like to watch and be watched, but you don't want to interact with the other couples, then I would actually say what you're doing is more like a um, exhibitionism, exhibitionism or voyeurism. And you can do that at parties, or you could do that um, by meeting up with another couple, either at your house or yeah. at a hotel room or something well, like that, and just having sex in separate beds or having sex next to one another on the same bed without ever having any touching of one another at all. And and that would be voyeurism, the watching piece, or exhibitionism, the being watched Or also, also um, another term that's common as well is, um, is same room. Same room. Yep, most people call that same room. Now, if if you do think that you'd want to, although sometimes engage, sorry, but sometimes yeah. same room is in reference to everybody's playing in the same room. Like yep. the full swap happens in the yeah. same room. Yeah, less but, often people mean it, use it that way, but it, it can. But I think it's yeah, more yeah. often it's used as, as in we want to have sex in the really same gonna, room. With we're not really going to interact. Yep. too much. But yeah, so the interaction would be we want to have same room. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do think that you want to have more interaction and, and have oral sex with other partners then that would be soft swap. Yes. And and so if you see that, if other people say that that's what they do, typically that's what they mean, but it's always best to ask for clarification before you, you get involved just to, to make sure you guys are all using the same definitions and the same terms for the same thing. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you for the email. Yeah, I I, I really enjoy going to, like, I, I really enjoy... When we when we catch up on emails on the show, it's me too. It, I love responding to because, listener emails. We read them as they come in, and we and we respond when they come in. So this last batch, I have to in apologize, a, in a pretty, listeners. In a pretty frequent, in a, we try to get to them pretty timely. To yeah, respond. I, I usually get to them in a day or two. Although these last couple, I have to admit, I've been a little slow because we were on a break from podcasting. I kind of ignored the email box, and and that's very atypical for us so i do apologize to listeners if well, i've left well, you didn't ignore it if you i just, left to sit you were just lagging and getting back because you read them when yeah, they oh came i in. read them right away yeah, yeah so but i might not have responded you right didn't away. respond so yeah. you you ignored the keyboard is what you did because you didn't yeah you, and, and sometimes i might ignore the keyboard if i'm not sure if we're going to put it in the episode but mm-hmm. i try to always at least say hey thanks for getting back to us yeah because some people will write in and, and ask for their email not to be read mm-hmm. um and we respect that and yeah course we keep everything anonymous anyway so yeah so i've got another uh email here from a listener we've had a little bit of correspondence so this this email is after we've had some previous emails but i don't think you need any backstory so i'm just gonna hit a glass here just gonna jump right in i love listening to your podcast i think the thing that sets you guys apart from all other sex positive swinger casts even life on the swing set is that you both sound equally invested in the cast and are partners in the creation and delivery of the cast and info and commentary the others either have a single person or an apparent power disequilibrium. Some power dynamic ratios are more obvious than others and can be sort of painful to listen to, even possibly exploitative sounding. That is probably an unfair judgment of others' casts, or more likely my lack of intuition in judging other people's relationships by listening without actually knowing them. Anyway, I'm a fan, if somewhat excessive, on shoveling the BS verbiage. Well, we don't mind if you kiss our ass, go right ahead. <laughs> I'm currently more of a sex-positive person than actually non-monogamous. I enjoy listening and enjoying nearly all aspects of open, positive sexuality. I've been seriously thinking about non-monogamy for about three years. 
I've been focusing on ways to introduce potential swinging to my wife of 22 years, and I've been focusing on swinging basics and how people get into the lifestyle on the various casts. Hold on, I want to stop there for a second. Sure. I'm curious, because for me, like, it's hard for me to imagine... Well, it's not hard for me to imagine, but my the way that I am, that if you've been seriously thinking about, like, if I was seriously thinking about non-monogamy for mm-hmm. three years, I can't help but talk about, like, what I'm thinking about. And you often won't get annoyed at that because I'll become obsessed with something <laughs> or, well, or or I'll talk about something that you don't care about. And so when you've been so with someone, I wonder so... if it was, if, if he, I don't think he mentions it here, but I don't, he makes it seem as though he hasn't brought it up to his wife. It's later in the email if you okay. let me keep going. So... I was just mentioning that. Yeah. I, I, it, it seems like well, if, if you're married and you if have he's a close been thinking about it, then for, it might have come up. But the thing is, though, if he's been thinking about it for three years and they've been together for 22, 19 years where status quo is non-monogamy, yeah. that's a hard thing to it bring is, up with somebody. And, and, and I, it's scary, and you don't want to risk the relationship that you have, and yeah, you don't I recognize that always it's, know it's, how the other person's going to react. It's hard to broach the subject because exactly. you don't exactly you don't want... You know, everybody, well, not everybody, but most people who are swinging had to have those initial conversations Mm -hmm. with their partner. And those conversations are often awkward early on in terms of, hey, I've thought about this. Have you or or this would be hot or the very first conversation is going to be the most awkward. Yeah. So So so, let me keep going. Yeah, keep going. I've enjoyed reading Swingland and I'm probably going to get opening up next. So I'm curious to know if he's got opening up because this email is a couple of months old now. As you can probably tell from this, I hope to be the typical male who introduces entering the lifestyle to his wife and then who will actually embrace it. In a brief window when we lived in Ohio, we would go to uh, Club Princeton and observe and see if we could get into the freedom aspect and building from there. As local radio personalities had gone on a tour there, my wife was interested. Really? So that's I'd, a start. I'd be curious. So though, sorry, we keep inter- interrupting this email, but I'd be curious to hear what a like a, what a radio DJ was it on the actual, was it just on a local morning show? I don't know. Yeah, keep, it's interesting. I can't decide if I should just bite the bullet and have a discussion after a beer. According to Cassidy, there's an off-premise club about five miles from our house, and maybe I can initiate the discussion of going to the local club, checking out the lifestyle in a place where we can dance and have fun, and just observe without being pressured to take part in the fun. I think the interviews with Phil and Linda and John and Sheila were very helpful in trying to introduce the subject and going from there. Unfortunately, I haven't introduced it yet, and therefore can't really give any information on my own area. At this point, I'm at best sex positive, and at worst, a poser. I don't think you're a poser. I'll continue to enjoy listening to you guys. If you don't mind, I may call in with other comments. We'd love it. And I'm certainly willing to be interviewed for further discussions you guys have anytime. So I think that'd be great. Anyway, really long story. Thanks for your follow-up message. I hope to enter the lifestyle soon. Until then, I don't know that I have anything to offer you, but would be happy to do anything you wish. You have plenty to offer us. Oh, and there's one last PS here. I don't know. Anything you wish, I think that's a message for you. I think it might be. <laughs> there's no smiley face after, so if there's a winky winky face, I'd definitely take it that way. But it says a winky. No, that means he's winky joking. Fa- no, fa- winky face is a flirt. No emotion or no emoticon or whatever means I'm deadly serious. <laughs> I will please you. Maybe. Um, <laughs> it says P.S. Instead of going straight into snowballing, this is referring a later earlier episode. Mm-hmm. I probably would have just started with eating out the cream pie. Yeah. Um, Which is ended with a smiley face. (laughs) So we can... Actually, that's interesting. Well, so what do we want to say before? Because I actually want to comment about that last comment. Um, Before we get comment about the snowballing thing, let's comment about breaching the subject. We've talked about this a little bit in some previous episodes. And I think for us, it was easy to breach the subject initially because we had done a lot of other risque things together. We'd had sex in some public kind of places we'd we'd up the ante a little bit and so going to a swinger party just to go and have fun was kind of the next step yeah it, and then it had to progress from it's there. different because we didn't have the it didn't naturally happen for us where it was one person really thinking about it and then needing to broach it to the other person we sort of i feel like we sort of we would have independent thoughts on mm-hmm. our own but then we would we would just make little comments here or there or, or 
or we would see a, a group sex scene in a movie or something or like or something and be like oh that's that's hot yeah. and so you can tell the other person like there was signals from each of us yep. that the other person was was sort of into it and so we didn't it, it, there wasn't like an out of the blue conversation yeah. for us so what i think um, could work out for people is to not jump into hey i want to be a part of the lifestyle i want to be a swinger what worked for us and what i think could work for other people is to talk about what you fantasize about and what could be hot and that's really yeah. what led it to, led us to it was wouldn't it be hot to be in the same room having sex as another couple how do we do that and we realized after doing some googling really and some internet searches Swinging the swinging life community lifestyle in the community is how you get those scenarios. You That's, don't have yeah. like when we got into the swinging lifestyle, we had no intention of full swapping. We didn't want that. We actually didn't want to be what actual swingers are and swing. We wanted to be in the sexy atmosphere. We wanted to attend an orgy house party just to see an orgy house party. Yeah, and and our so, so, our sexual relationship and our open relationship to to our our openness of our relationship has evolved over time for sure and. So then, yeah, that's a you. You bring up a great point. Like, talk about instead of saying I want to be a swinger, mm-hmm. talk about what you which is probably like, scary. At talk first. about talk about with your partner the fantasies that you have. I think it would be so incredibly hot to see you with another man, or yeah. I would love to have sex in the same room with another couple, or so, or I or not even you know I want to try this out. And yeah, so I mean, if you've been thinking about this for three years, you obviously want to take it slow and you want to be careful about how you bring the subject up. A good way to do it might be to watch a porn that has a scene in it that's something that you would like to do and maybe be like, man, you know, I'd like to do that. I'd like to try that. And well, just gauge your wife's reaction. If, or, you if, know, like, if you watch porn together, for sure. Sometimes I there's people out there who don't even watch porn together. Well, I would say... Elevate if, to that first. I'm trying to think of a, a mainstream movie where you can just pop it in that happens to have... I can't think of anything off the top Eyes of my head. Eyes Wide Shot? Oh, that's not that's a that's sort of a crazy movie. That's, it is, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, if there's something, and I, mean, I don't know, start watching. He mentioned and he mentioned the book opening up, and I think that that's a good book for a couple once they've already well, had discussions. I think, well, but it can be confusing. I think it's great though. If it, it it would bring an interesting like if it it's it's it it's, uh, makes for an interesting. He's educated himself to be able to just if you read opening up and, and well, he read, hasn't read opening up yet. Oh, he he read Swingland though. That's true. But opening when when you read opening up or when opening up is a great book to educate yourself on the different types of the different types of mm-hmm. open relationship. Maybe maybe if you haven't really talked it through with your spouse, maybe the type of relationship you picture in your mind is actually different from from a. That's just a, a huge aspect of that book is just learning about the different types of yeah. I, th- I think are. that could be overwhelming though for somebody to like take it all in. Yeah, I think I think it all first. goes back to don't make it more complicated than it needs to be, or mm-hmm. just talk. And, and I think the idea of going to a place like Club Princeton or going yeah. to going to an on-premise place where you can just be in the atmosphere and not feel pressured but, but is is good. I, I mean, I think that's a great way to get started the, and and like. Just be in the atmosphere, even if you're only there for a half an hour and you just see what you see and then go home and bang like brains out, that's a toe in the water and that's a step yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, you the advice you gave was the best. Just talk approach it as from the aspect of what are what are the fantasies mm-hmm. that you that you're having and what are the fantasies yep. that and that they are skip, having. Skip the labels. Yeah, don't, don't call it non monogamy, don't, don't call, call it swinging, don't call it just skip the labels and yeah, go straight to what makes you yeah, what do you skip, fantasize about? You're nailing all the points. All you know, you're I like to nail and be nailed. That's what yeah, I'm here for. Skip the labels. Labels we there's often a lot of labels. We use we we use labels all the time. Mm-hmm. But, but it's more for us it's more for like ease of use it's and sort talking. Of just, just so that way when vernacular. you're talking you know you're on the same page or, or you know what you're talking about, but labels can be scary. I know for the mm-hmm. longest time we would we had a hard time that the word non-monogamous yeah we had we're over right now just saying just when you just saying that we're married but non-monogamous we were there was a point where we would we we were playing with other couples we we weren't full swapping yet but we were having soft swap we were definitely having there was no doubt about it that it non-monogamous encounters but we would we did not want to call ourselves non-monogamous because this label's scary but Regardless of the label, this is what's going on, mm-hmm. and so yeah, ig- talk about your fantasies and ignore the labels. Just discuss it together and what's hot and what have you thought about? Yeah. Have you ever thought about this? And and yep, you probably will be surprised that 
she's hopefully you know maybe she's had some fantasies and just hasn't broached the subject yeah. with you and a lot of women have some fantasies about being with other women that's worthwhile to ask her about too well i think that would come up and just yeah i i don't know if you want to go through and be like well what it... let let them tell you what their fantasies are mm-hmm. and if they, they if they fantasized about it they'll probably let you know mm-hmm so so thank you to all of our listeners whose emails we've read yeah and you too can be a part of the listener email conversation and be a part of the show if you email us at swinging around at gmail.com no g at the end of swinging and as you've seen here today we keep everything anonymous so you don't have to worry about that um even if you don't want us to mention your location we won't we just want to interact with you guys as listeners and know what you're thinking and Mm -hmm. and and share it with the wider broader audience so we have a couple of voicemails to play, right? Yep. Yeah, and if you want to uh, leave us a voicemail, we'd love to hear from you too. You can reach us at four one five seven swing seven. So before we do that, I wanted to, or before we get to the voicemails, I actually wanted to go back and comment on. Oh, the, that's right. I forgot about that. On the on the snowballing comment. Yeah. And so this this goes back to I hadn't we hadn't tried it, and I thought. Well, and that's how I am. I always, if there's something that hasn't been done, I always just want to try it because you know, yep. sometimes like you don't know what you, you don't know what you like until you try it. Sometimes, and so I know that there's people out there who like mm-hmm. snowballing and who like getting their, getting their come back to them. And so mm-hmm. we tried it. And so if you have a few episodes back, we tried where I came in your mouth, and then we yep tried kissing and then we tried it again yeah and i think my technique was bad because i think i had a bunch of your cum on my tongue and then i just like stuck my tongue in your mouth so then you got this like wad of cum i don't think my technique was such like that i'd make it i didn't do it very sexily i guess is the point because i i didn't really want your cum hanging around in my mouth to do like this slow drawn out transfer so i think i was kind of like kind of you know well, like so that given didn't help given that maybe we need to try the <laughs> slow drawn out again maybe but i think what i need to do is like swallow half of it and then keep half and then kind of slowly transfer that over i think the the idea is hot to me i i, I don't know why and that's a, like a newer like thing mm-hmm. it's something that i haven't really it's only been in the last year or so that like i've thought about it as being hot but i but i i think to go back to the comment the comment was um just eating out of cream well pie. that's what i'm talking about yeah. now that you're back on you're you're back to where i'm coming in you again yeah we weren't doing that for a while we can give but... And we we I actually have thought I've been thinking about that that I want to give that a try. Sure, I'm all I'm game for that. I don't. I like a good cream pie. Yeah. Eat so, it now before it's useful again. So we'll try that. And we have, this is actually we haven't talked about it outside of this, so this is the first time. But yeah, I would definitely want to give that a I want to give it a try, getting it right from the punani. Just sure. Like, I think my technique. It's funny. I'll talk through my technique. I think my technique will be just as if I'm eating you out, mm-hmm. and then the and cum whatever will just you be taste. there yeah. instead of instead of the instead of like I act, can push, instead of like actively trying to like slurp and it I can, out. I can push the cum at you too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that would squeeze be, it out at you while you're I mean, down there. I like whenever like we have plenty of sex, we can try it different ways. I think I'd probably just want you just to like let it be. I mean, I guess if you come up there, or, or if, if I come way up there, then. There won't be that much. Well, so it'll make its way out slowly if I like move my hips or whatever. But you I know, think gravity. I think has just, its impact. Um, approaching it as if I'm just generally eating you out would be my would be my uh, mm-hmm. first time. I mean, maybe I'll learn that I do like slurping it out. But I think that doesn't. It kind of see that Yum. it's it's interesting because the idea of slurping it out kind of grosses me out. But the idea of just like eating you out while mm-hmm. it's in there doesn't. So hmm. that was a, that was a funny. Well, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that information. We'll just have to try it. So. Back to listener email. Back to the, so. Voicemail. Thank, thank you right. for the emails. And now we're going to move on to a couple of voicemails. And like I said, the phone number is 415-7-SWING-7. And it goes straight to our uh, listener voicemail. Yeah, I think the first thing they hear is your sexy voice. Yeah, baby. Hello, Danny and Heidi. And I'm just calling in to thank you guys for producing the podcast and also choosing so many hot topics um this morning while working on a ranch and walking around i listened to episode 44 and that story was really hot and that sent me over the edge to giving you guys a call um i really enjoy stories where a woman enjoys a bigger cock for the first time so that really done it for me but also the uh the outdoors aspect and 
the people were active and how it proceeded and how Heidi read it and just uh, just everything was really good. Um, and then the other story that you guys read a couple of episodes before, a few episodes before, where Rimming was uh, involved in the story. That one was fantastic too. Um, most everything, the most common thing in all of my fetishes, the most common thread is something to do with size, where a woman is enjoying being filled by a big cock or a big dildo or fisting or, you, or what have you. And so this story really hit some sweet spots for me. And it also even had fisting in it. That was really amazing. I didn't see it coming. Um, and I've also been enjoying throughout the episodes and every now and then that Heidi makes a sort of a reference to her. She likes big cocks or can handle something big. Uh, so that's definitely been a bit spicy for me. And um just in, been enjoying y'all discussions overall. Some great um, information from both of you and great opinions. And I'm really appreciative that y'all opened the poly. So a little demographics on me is I am 34, never married, and I've been dating a poly married woman for five years now. been identifying as poly. I started swinging in my lower 20s. But I really miss swinging, and um, yeah, so I'm really happy to, to stay in touch with swinging through these podcasts, and I'm starting to meet more swingers in the Austin area, and um, I hope to hear more really hot podcasts from the two of you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. That was a great uh, voicemail, and if you haven't listened to, I believe it was episode 44 with my reading of the sexy story, check it out. We've gotten quite a bit of feedback on that so that's that's exciting and yes i do love big cocks and i do like to take a big cock (laughs) yeah and you we've gotten a lot of responses for that episode and so you are thinking that you are going to make that more of a yeah more of a regular thing every every few months it's it's not one of our most downloaded not one of our least either so I think there's probably a, a selection of listeners who just opted not to listen to that particular episode, but um, those that have or who are regular listeners have given it a lot of great feedback. So if you passed it up, uh, go back and check it out. It's it's It was fun. I had a lot of fun reading The Erotic Story for sure, and, and I hadn't read it before. That was my first time reading the story, so it was turning me on as I was reading it because I didn't know what was going to happen next. <laughs> You know, a lot of times people pre-read whatever they're going to read so they know what to expect and, and mm-hmm. you know, what to say. They don't mess up on words, but I, I didn't want to taint myself, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, thanks thanks for the – that was a great voicemail. It was great feedback, and and uh, I love to hear what turn, turns men on. And so it's interesting that he is turned on by hearing about women who take big cocks and like big cocks. I haven't heard a man say that before, but it's understandable why – why that'd be hot and so glad I can provide. So email in all you men out there, email Heidi and let her know what turns you on. <laughs> yeah. I, what I, gets you rock solid. I want to know the survey. <laughs> Hopefully me. <laughs> so that wraps up this, this week's uh, swinging around. Thank you for all of the emails and for the voicemail. And, and we'll make it a regular thing. If we keep getting emails and voicemail, you can reach us at swinging around at gmail.com. No G at the end of swinging. You can find us on SLS if you you know where to look. Uh, you can find us on Cassidy. We're swinging around on Cassidy, and we've got a community there as well. And you can tweet at us at swinging around. No G at the end of swinging. So this is normally where I come in with my ending, but you you went in pretty you went in a little quick with the ending there. Sometimes have, I like to dive in deep. We have an MFB to do. Here. Oh, we do have Mary an MFB. Well, below. Okay. Well, that's for the people who don't listen all the way to the end of the show and hear all that stuff anyway, so I put it in the front. Now let's do a merry (laughs) fuck blow. So we have been rewatching some TV shows as we, as those of you who listen to our, (laughs) those of you who listen to our merry fuck blows, it's our TV is where we get our inspiration. So Mm -hmm. merry fuck blow, how I met your mother edition, go. So I'm choosing from the you, the... you you have the entire show, guest stars, anybody, because I don't... You just... You can pick whoever you want. Okay. I All right. Normally, I gotta... normally we'll list... You know, I'll give you three to choose from. But... Right, right, right. Okay. So my fuck is going to be Marshall's friend whose cast name is Brad. 
Oh, that. But that almost doesn't. His name is Joe oh, Manganiello. Okay, scratch, scratch this. Scratch this. Come he's, on, he's you a, said anybody in the show. He's a guest he's, star that was on the show twice. Okay, so but he's I'm limiting hot. You. Okay, so I'm I actually am limiting limiting limiting. Curse you. Limiting you to the to the, the three main, main cast the main stars. Three. Okay, so <laughs> I decided I decided to remake. And is it? It's not the actors; it's the characters. So it's mm-hmm. it's Barney mm-hmm. as opposed to, um, what's his name? Who's who's gay? I can't remember his name now. All yeah. of a sudden, the guy who plays Barney. What's his name? Crap. Neil Patrick Harris. Harris. Yeah. Okay. So, ooh, Mary Marshall. Fuck Barney and blow Ted, <laughs> or have Ted eat me out. He'd probably be all pretentious about it, and like encyclopedia as he eats out my clitoris. You know, I don't know. He'd probably be <laughs> weird about it. But Marshall seems like the most normal dude to marry, and hopefully he's consistent in the sack. He seems like he'd be fun, and and Barney, of course, the fuck because who would want to marry that guy? But yeah, makes sense. All right, so for me, you need a third person because there's only the two female leads. So. Pick a third, or do I do I get to pick a guest star? Or... No, no, I'm gonna pick, and it's gonna be the mother. Oh, so it's Mary fuck blow. Mm-hmm. The mother can blow me. <laughs> the way you said that, she's funny. The mother. I, I, I don't. I was I was taking a sip of water in that off time to get a sip, and I almost spit it out. I almost actually did the like physical. <laughs> Spit out. Because I don't really like the mother. I don't really like her as an actress or as a character on the show. Um, so then... So when you say the mother can blow me, is that going to be like face fuck style? No, she can just straight up just... Okay. She, can, she can just give me a blowjob. Okay. Um, but she better swallow. <laughs> and then I will marry Lily... Which which you said Mary Marshall. I so, did. I mean, they're the couple. They're like they're the, the couple couple on the yeah, show too. Plus, the... she's like the normalist, and she's funny with her little like obsession with wanting to have a girl on girl. <laughs> she, and then she's the most likely to want to be a swinger. And then I would get it. That is the funny thing is like the most committed person, like the most committed couple on the show. Lily's Lily's the one who's always making the sexual sexual jokes, and so then that leaves that leaves Robin to fuck, and I would fuck. Early seasons, Robin. Not frumpy later seasons, Robin. <laughs> frumpy because she was pregnant or frumpy because they dressed her bad? She was never pregnant, was she? Yeah, Kobe Smolders got pregnant during the show. I don't remember. They just Allison her. And, and Allison Hannigan was pregnant twice. They just dressed her bad. They just dressed Kobe Smolders really bad mm-hmm. in later seasons. So, But no, I would I would get down. I'd be, probably doggy style. I feel like for some reason I feel like she's there's she'd... something in your head. Like I no, I feel like she'd be a good doggy. Listeners here, there's there's a glisten in his eye. I think he's really thinking about this. I might have to do a, a peen check. No, I feel like <laughs> I feel like early seasons Robin would be good for a good doggy good style in the dog. session. Okay, and a good smack on the ass. <laughs> and with that, well, thank you for listening. All right, stay sexy and stay swinging. <laughs>